Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex Garfi's Wrestling Daily right here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. As you can see, I'm being flanked by Miss Dynamite and and Lady Rampage herself, Stephanie Clay. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Lady Rampage indeed. Lady Rampage comes out to play starting on Friday. Um, I'm very excited for that. But yeah, I'm in a good mood. I've had a really good week. How are you, Alex? Very good, thank you. Yeah, um, I was just wondering, how does this affect your like Friday night shows? What's going on with your YouTube channel? Well, it doesn't affect the fact that I'm doing AW Weekly on a Friday. Um, that's going to stay the same. So it's going to be same time, 6 p.m. UK time. I'm going to recap Dynamite and then preview Rampage. Um, and then I think but I haven't totally confirmed that it will be Monday that I'll do a full Rampage show, which will also preview Dynamite. So, yeah. Ooh, uh, it's always expanding like AEW, Steph. Like AEW, I'm always expanding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a good week. Um, I spoke to <clears throat> Samoa Joe today. Mm-hmm. Lovely Samoa Joe, um, which was awesome. Like, you know, I, I, I was bemoaning the lack of Samojo for the longest time. So it was cool to get his side of everything that went on and the release. And now that he's come back, some very interesting stuff in there that I am going to release tomorrow on talksport.com. And the audio will be available next week. I've got a busy lineup of interviews coming for SummerSlam. I've got another one tomorrow that I'm excited about but I don't want to say too much because I was meant to have Baron Corbin the other day and it got cancelled on the day. So I was like, ah. Did his phone get cut off? Well, it must be it. It must be it, right? Like, he's having difficulties. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we've got a couple of good ones tomorrow and a couple next week that I'm excited about pre-SummerSlam. But yeah, the Samoa Joe stuff will drop tomorrow. And he basically just talks about, like, they were already prepping his in-ring return. Like, they had a date for it before he got released so it's not a case that he got released because he couldn't get cleared which makes the decision maybe even more staggering they were just like i don't know i haven't got a lot i haven't got a lot for samoa joe uh and then triple h calls him that same day uh and basically yes but samoa joe also says he was always talking about going back to nxt anyway so to him it was just like oh well you know just 
pushed forward essentially so a lot of interesting stuff there with that um i see that zelina vega is already up right people can watch that on your youtube channel yeah yeah if you go to my youtube channel you can go watch me talk to selena vega it's about half an hour uh we get right right off the bat we get we get her um decision to come back to wwe out of the way uh and then we just go into um what she's been doing since then but there's we talked about so much um like even her costumes how she puts them together her time managing andrade uh, how that was like brought to her and kind of some of her frustrations of wanting to be an in-ring performer that time her and andrade had a mixed tag with becky and seth um the whole yeah. just idea of like mixed tags and mixed tag challenge actually the the becky and seth one that's a good story because Pe- paul Heyman basically told her when he was eating um that she would be wrestling like becky and seth and it was no big deal <laughs> and she talks about all her promo like, oh. influences yeah and she even like shouts out eddie kingston as one of her big influences and she talks about when she played aj lee in fighting with my family at the PhD. Yeah. Yeah, so lots and lots of stuff in there. Um, it was really good. She was awesome to talk to. I'm not surprised about the Eddie Kingston shout. Obviously, they're both New York yeah. natives, aren't they? So, um, uh, yeah, and she yeah. re- she reps proud. Uh, and she does. Hey, Hydra says it was a good interview. There you go. Somebody's already Thank checked you. it out. Many more of you should make your way over to Steph's YouTube channel and subscribe if you already haven't. And um, QT course, Marshall's up there as well, just to just give is. a plug to QT. He's there if you want to hear the the Shack thing in his own words. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that did look good. He's, he is um, up there talking about all that. He does like, so much work backstage. I really wanted to talk to him because I'm very interested in not just the on-screen stuff, but behind the scenes. He talks about training Hook which I really wanted to know about. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it was really great to talk to him as well. So check out that one too. Did you pop for the um, vignette yesterday where Hook comes up and he's like, Hook. <laughs> yes. Hook. I can't wait till I... Hook finally has his first match. I think he's going to be great. He lived with Kitty I... Marshall for a bit. I know. I, well, I, I say crazy. I know. I didn't I didn't know until you prized that out of QT Marshall and I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um very, very cool. I think as well, um, the thing, my, my favourite thing about the hook moment on Dynamite was as soon as he's off the camera, did you see Taz? He's like, ha, ha, ha. He like, loves it. He loves it. Uh, he's so I think proud. I know. I can't wait. What good looking lad hook is. I, I, I need to know what the mum looks like in the equation. You know what I mean? I, like there's Taz. Google I it. I need to know what hook's mum. I need to know. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's on the internet. Anyway. Google it. <laughs> I, I'm legit going to after this show. Uh, without further ado, um, you know, those interviews, of course, Steph's YouTube channel, you can see mine on Inside the Ropes. And of course, the audio will be available next week. But let's get to the titular news here that you guys have tuned in for. And of course, we're talking about Keith Lee. Uh, listen, the Keith Lee story, obviously, he was kind of in line for a, a big push. He was meant to be in the United States Triple Threat. I believe it was Emulation Chamber. Before that, it was quite like widely known that he was off due to COVID. And mm. then he obviously was off. He came back. Then he went off again. And as Keith Lee describes in the six-minute video that he published on Twitter today, is that he basically, they found, WWE found in his blood work that he had like a, 
an irregular heart, right? Like it was um, inflamed, I think is the word that he used. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's not a good thing at all. So um, they they told him that he couldn't do anything really more than a brisk, like a light walk. Um, and he was kind of home, home bidden, home ridden, bedridden for, you know, months on end. Um, until he kept having MRIs. They were sending him to Pittsburgh to get these different tests and all of this stuff. And eventually the swelling started to come down and down to the point where he was back to normal. So that is scary stuff. If WWE hadn't have caught that in his blood work and he's carried on working, really bad stuff could have happened. You know, you hear about footballers who are just playing football and they're super healthy and then their heart goes and, um, you know, I'm, I don't even want to speculate what could have happened to Keith Lee, but from what he describes in the video, if that trend had got any worse, it would not have been good news for him. They said that he could have died. So, man, A, so happy that they found that and Keith could get healthy, take his time, delighted that he's back. Um, yeah, and B, like, I think some of the reckless speculation that was out there online, you know, I'd seen different people sort of say like, Oh, you know, he's, he's out of favor or um, that there was different issues going on with him. But Keith Lee's cleared it up for everyone today, Steph. So I think we can all just be grateful that he's fine and, and he can continue doing what he loves. Yeah. I thought the video was really heartbreaking to watch um, actually. And the way there's something about the way he speaks, that's really endearing. So it was really sad to hear him like tell the story. Um, yeah, I'm just so glad that he's healthy. It sounds like he was in such a scary situation. Um, I like, like he pointed out at the beginning of the video about him getting COVID and I don't know who was online blaming Mia Yim and why you would ever do that, but he like cleared that up as well. It was just crazy that people w- would do something like that. But I think for him, it must have been so awful to be at home and you can't do what you love. You're dealing with a scary, serious health issue and you're reading all this stuff online about what's happened, why you're not on TV, being out of favor, all this other stuff. And it seemed like he so desperately wanted to get his story out there. And I'm glad for him that he was able to. And I'm glad for him that he he's doing a lot better now. So It's worth noting as well that during the COVID bout, right, he said that, um, it was advised that Mia not be by his side during that time, like because mm-hmm. she could obviously catch and get it as well. Um, but she did anyway. And he said that, you know, were it not for Mia, he doesn't know what would have happened because he struggled bad while he had it. And yeah. uh, as a result, she missed out on being in the Rumble that she was meant to be in. So, um, mm-hmm. again, just to go back to the point Steph just made, it's lunacy to blame Mia for any part of this story. Um, I think if anyone ever did, then you really need to apologize, frankly. That's the first yeah. thing you need to be doing. Um, don't, you know, I don't know why that's people's go to anyway in any situation is like, who can we scapegoat and blame? Uh, I think Mia, I think if any, any of you, if you actually know her story and it is a very empowering one in and of itself, by the way, um, you would, you would know better than to have done that. But alas, Keith Lee has cleared things up now and we can all, Enjoy the fact that he's back in a wrestling ring. Hopefully Mia gets on SmackDown sooner rather than later as well. And hopefully we get, you know, a fairy tale return for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the best decision. But if you haven't seen the Keith Lee video, 
then please do. I do recommend it. As Steph said, it's much, much, much better in Keith's words coming from him um, as he explains just how difficult that period of time was for him. Um, And now he's back. It was scary, but as he says, that man really is limitless. He's back. Um, All good stuff there. Steph, uh, the original title of this video was uh, to do with CM Punk. Now... Ostensibly speaking, Steph, we're eight days away from yeah. the expected CM Punk debut, which is incredible. Uh, oh, I like this from Cyclone. He's put the link for Keith Lee's video. I will forgive anyone who goes and spends six good minutes watching that video, then come back. But do make time to watch that video either way. Um, so he, he did an interview, right, with uh, Saturday Night Main Event podcast. Mm-hmm. And he he was doing what Punk does, right? He was kind of playing everything coy. But he did have some praise for Darby Allen, And he yeah. did, in a roundabout way, throw some praise Daniel Bryan's way as well. Yeah, I thought um, this interview, you know, he's out there promoting Heels, which is a show where he plays a wrestler. And mm. that he's been very uh, guarded about what his character is going to be like. Uh, I, I just reassured when I spoke to him about heels and he said it's him in a different life. It's basically his character. <laughs> but he's out there doing this media for heels. But everyone just wants to talk about his imminent return to wrestling. And I think he handled the questions in the best possible way. Like he said, he might be at an episode three screening that night, like that might be going on, which could very well be true and happen before or after Rampage because Rampage is only an hour anyway. But yeah, I thought he did really well. Um, anyone, you know, taking anything out of that as far as, oh, maybe he's not turning up. He's 100% turning up. I mean, they booked the United Center in Chicago. But the guy, like, he can't let the cat out of the bag. Like, Tony Khan can't either. You know, he said something on Bust Open Radio the other day where it was just like, yeah, fans expect are expecting things at this Chicago rampage. You know, neither of them can absolutely confirm it. I don't want them to no. confirm it. I've heard, I've heard some people say, you know, how should they end? this week's Rampage or next week's Dynamite, should they end with the tease for CM Punk? Should they end with like some crossed arms or something? No, like everyone knows he's coming. I don't, I don't want that. I want him to just like the music to hit. And they obviously they don't need to sell any more tickets in the building, but ratings wise, I think the word is out that CM Punk is turning up at this show. And I think as we get closer to Rampage, there'll be more stories speculating on this too. So I think, Anyone that needs to know will be tuning in to that show. Yeah, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. No, I, the, the whole premise of why they booked the United Center, right? A, a yeah. set, a, an arena, by the way, that does over double the <laughs> capacity of All Out in the same city, a B show two yeah. weeks before the pay per view. There couldn't be, it's called the first dance as well, of a Chicago yeah. nod. There couldn't be anything more nodding towards CM Punk that he no. will be there, right? And and the fact that they've done all these teasers on TV, I know that AEW has fun sometimes anyway, but basically, and I'm not saying they couldn't have sold out the United Center, like 23 and a half thousand. I'm not saying they couldn't have, but like instantly like they did. I think everybody and who was... Not on that week. Like, sorry, exactly. not, they couldn't have sold it out not like that weeks soon. before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not that soon. Um, 
you know, maybe if All Out was the United Center, they might have sold that out. Yeah. Like in you know, but but still the way they did it, like last minute, it was all sold out very quickly. It's obviously under the impression that CM Punk is gonna be there, right? Like if he wasn't, then Jesus Christ, like there'll be riots, people will be furious with AEW. And I don't it imagine be... Tony Khan. Yeah, I don't imagine him dropping the ball like that at all. Um no. I thought it was cool though, because um when you look at what he said about Daniel Bryan, right? Because they're talking about Darby Allen's mm. comments and obviously the best in the world comments that he made on Dynamite two weeks ago. And Daniel Bryan used to call himself that in Ring of Honor. And CM Punk said, yeah. well, the first person I think about is Daniel Bryan, who, of course, is also linked to an AEW debut uh, at Arthur very Stadium. So I thought it was very clever and layered by CM Punk. Uh, and then he also had a lot of love for, for Darby Allen as well, who many expect... Punk will work with either early or at some stage. Uh, yeah, and he's not wrong. Nobody does a better dive to the outside than Darby Allen. Um, so I, I thought it was well played by CM Punk, all in all, to be honest. Um, like you said, he, there's only so much he can say, and he knows he's going to get those questions, but I do think he dealt with them well, and I'm excited. He dealt with it really well. I'm so excited. And oh, I don't know, like... It, if CM Punk doesn't appear, if you thought the exploding barbed wire match ending was bad, it'll be nothing like <laughs> CM Punk not turning up at Rampage. But it's just like, this is just the most exciting time I think I've had being a wrestling fan in an extremely long time. So oh. I cannot wait for Punk. That whole couple of days stretch is going to be amazing. You've got Rampage, you've got SummerSlam, you've got NXT. I'll throw in that there's also a Rev Pro show on the day of SummerSlam. Like it's quite, that is a three day like hitter of just lots of great wrestling, exciting stuff, no sleep. It's going to be really great. Yeah, I'm really not sure how I'm going to balance it with kids. Rampage into SummerSlam into TakeOver <laughs> is going to be madness. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, I think like, I've, always, I've, I've always liked AEW, right? Like, I know that you love AEW, but I mean, I would say for the past, hmm, maybe like since the shows with fans and they move back to Wednesdays, right? Like, you yeah. know, the last, what is it, six, seven weeks, maybe? I don't know if it's that many. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've been really, like, I'm not missing it. I, like, sometimes I, I watch highlights or catch up, right? But now I'm going out of my way to make sure, because it's my favourite It's my favorite wrestling programme. It's become the number one. For a long time, I was like, well, I still like SmackDown, but to me, even that's fallen down now. Um, probably still the best WWE product, but uh, so I think just the way AEW have gone about the business and the momentum that they've got right now, like it's impossible yeah. to to not be excited. And I'll tell you this as well. There's a guy at work I uh, at TalkSport who's like a real lapsed wrestling fan. And obviously I've been writing a lot of articles lately and he was like, oh, I just want to give it a go to to see, you know, you know, you keep writing about it and everyone's so interested. And then he's like, he's hooked. He's been watching it for like two or three weeks. And he's like, I didn't know Jungle Boy was... Uh, was Luke Perry's son? And I was like, yes, yes, he is. Um, like, it's just loads of, in you know, interesting little nuggets. I, I think it's, they've got so much going for them right now. What I did want to ask you, Steph, because we had mm -hmm. the debate on here yesterday of SP3. You might have seen me tweet about it earlier. Who should be the next line of champions in AEW? So before we get into the AEW review, let me ask you right. this. We came up with 
The next tag champion should be Santana and Ortiz. We said the next TNT should be Jungle Boy. We said that the next uh, women's champion should be Jade Cargill. And we said that the next men's champion, now everyone pretty much universally says uh, Hangman. So we said after him, it should be MJF. And SB3 said after him, it should be CM Punk. What do you think uh, about the next champions and those picks? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think the next... I think... It's very much, I'm going to give two answers for two of them because I think it very much depends on the hangman situation, which we we don't fully know that situation yet, not even after watching this Dynamite. I would say the next tag champs, I would give to hangman and a mystery partner. Adam Cole. Probably Adam Cole, (laughs) yeah. I would be down for that. If, the, if they can't go that route with, with Hangman and if nothing comes of Hangman and, and, and all of that, I would say Santana and Ortiz. Uh, the next TNT champion, I would say Wardlow. But Ooh. I think that he might be too preoccupied for that to be any time in the near immediate future. But mm. if not, I'll say Malachi Black. Um, That's a good pick. title him. He's so over. Next women's champion. That's a really hard one. Um, I would say Jade let me Cargill. let me say let me say for Jade Cargill. I my premise is that Brit has a quite lengthy run to get yeah, there. Yeah, me too. Um, so you know, I'm not saying put, put it on Jade like the next pay per view or whatever yeah. or the one after. Uh, I'm saying Brit has a good reign. I think she's so popular that by the time you get there, like if you are going to make Jade Cargill, 
that's the one, right? Like, and I, lots of people argued Thunder Rosa, and I do get it, right? Like on Twitter today, I'm not going to. I would be mad if Thunder Rosa was the champion. Yeah. Who would be? I'm just. My point was for for Jade Cargill to be made. I think after a long reign with the most over woman, arguably in wrestling right now, it's got to be. It has to be the way you do it. I would think that because of the Brits, Brits character, her being a heel, but the fans absolutely loving her, even when they're not in Pittsburgh, I think that her reign should be longer than that of Hikaru Shida, and she has to be beaten by a bigger heel than her. And I think Jade Cargill is the right person that can then transform Brit into babyface, a proper babyface chasing after Jade Cargill. So I do yeah. that. Um, and then for the men's title. They're obviously Hangman Page. If it's not Hangman Page, I just go with it and put on CM Punk. <laughs> that would send yeah. shockwaves, wouldn't it? But like you've you've got him. Who knows how long he's going to be around for? It. I mean, yeah. whatever. We don't know anything, and we certainly don't know how long his contract is. He could be saying, "I'm going to try this out for a year," and you know, he he's not he's not like 25, so. Yeah, Get it on him nah. when everyone's you know buzzing about him. I I still think it has to be Hangman. Like it has to be. There's like yeah. if anyone else beat Omega but Hangman, that's a waste of maybe the best story in wrestling today. Like I I just I I can't see that. I can't see them wasting that. But at the same time, you know I get what you're saying with Punk. Um, yeah. you know maybe so that's a difficult. good way to make Hangman. What's so difficult? is that the way the company started, they had Jericho as their main star that everyone's heard of. And then they had the elite and they went right at the beginning to try and make Hangman by putting him in this match with Jericho. Now we've got so far on, we're coming up to the two year anniversary of, of Dynamite. They still have not completed this Hangman storyline. They've built up, one of the best wrestling storylines of all time. But we're at the point now where there are so many great people in AEW stars that they have made. And now they're going to bring in two of the biggest stars of the past 20 years in Punk and Brian, mm. reportedly, that it's <laughs> such a difficult position that they're in between fulfilling something that is so good creatively um, and such great art with the Hangman storyline and all the money that is on the table with CM Punk. If you can say our champion is CM Punk to people that are lapsed, like your friend, um, anyone that's just like skimming through the internet and seeing pictures of CM Punk holding a title belt that's not a WWE title belt or even a Daniel Bryan. Like it is, it, they, they have a tough decision coming up with what they do. Yeah, uh, I mean, just to circle back to um, Jade Cargill in that argument, because you're talking about the stars that they've made. I, um, you know, and that's the other comment that people were saying on Twitter today. They were like, oh, I know she's so green, blah, blah, yada, 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 right? Like, and I'm not making direct comparisons, but so was Ronda Rousey, right? So was yeah. Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. I, I believe, and I'll, I'll eat my words if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I believe she's a star in that realm. Like when you look at her, 100%. if you've never, if you turn on the TV and she's there, your first thing is just like, oh Jesus! Like she has a presence, uh, and she's shown thus far that you know she can work. She has got stuff about her in the ring. Like you know, it's not as if she can't 
do it, do anything. You know, I, I for me with Britt Baker, you make Jade as your massive megastar. Like she, she can be huge for that company. I really believe that. But you know, with the women's division, it's almost like the opposite problem with the men's division because when we started, they did not have a huge women's name in the women's division. They did not have a female Chris Jericho in there uh, that could lead that division, like the first women's champion being Riho and not someone that everyone knew in North America. So they've they've never had that established female star. So all the women that they, they've they have, they've had to build up themselves, like Rio Hikarashida and Britt Baker is the best example. So mm-hmm. Britt Baker was pretty green when she came into AEW, but unlike a jungle boy where the men's division is so stacked and that you can keep him on the lower card, when things got hot with Britt because the division's smaller and with less big names in it, you were able to run with her. And I think they can do the exact same thing with Jade Cargill. And I, I don't think that it matters how long Jade's been in the business or how green she is. I think that she's getting her training from QT. I think she's showing herself in the ring to be really good when she's when she's had matches. She carries herself like a star. She's a great promo. Um, there's a lot of things that can be be disguised in the ring as well if she is green but i would put it on her um after brit has a monthly reign yeah i liked i liked what i saw of her red velvet but as yeah. you mentioned earlier with the elite and making stars boy this is a great place to start with dynamite because fuck me did they make dante martin last night on dynamite what yeah. a performance from that young man i just want to say at this point WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Get your ultra chats in, guys. If you want to have your say on anything that we've discussed, news in general, or of course, dynamite, get your ultra chats into us. And the mod mother herself will give us the goods and we'll read it out on the show. Obviously, while you're here as well, we thank the 160 of you that we're watching right now. Thumbs up, subscribe, give us all of that good loving. Uh, man. Let's talk Dante Martin. He absolutely crushed it last night. Uh, I mean, everyone in the match was great, right? Like the Seidel's did their mm-hmm. did their part as well. Um, but it felt like that whole thing was a showcase for Dante Martin, even down to the finish where it took like you know it wasn't just the one wing angel. Like it, it took the elite to put him down. Uh, I thought it was magnificent. You got the right winners. The, it was a great match, hot start of the show, and a star was born in the eyes of many. What more could you really ask for than that? Yeah, he put on an incredible performance. Um, it, it was especially the crowd. He was so good that people bought into it when he was, you know, trying to pin Kenny Omega, which is <laughs> ludicrous if you think about it. But he was so great in this match that people bought into that and. Um, I almost felt like he should have been the one that it, that was pinned. I mean, I'm sure they laid out the match and everything, but given the crowd reaction to him and how impressive he was, I almost would have called an audible. But then, as you said, it took so much to put him down that he was protected in the loss anyway. So, I mean, I see great things ahead for Dante Martin. If you can, I know his brother's injured, but to usually when that happens with a tag team, They'll be shelved, but for him to get this amazing time uh, match as a singles wrestler when he's not able to tag is just incredible. And it will be very interesting to see how they follow up on this momentum that he's got now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because that's the thing. So stacked around AEW that there aren't that many places to fit in. But 
the we guys had a breakout show. performance. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on top of the four that they've got. Um, yeah. Moving on from the from the trios match, which I mean, the the main thing coming out of this was Christian coming out with Jungle Express after. Now, Christian is going to be challenging for the Impact title before he actually challenges for the AEW title at All Out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the main takeaway. And Jungle Express, who are number one in the rankings, I believe, in the tag titles, will get their shot at the Young Bucks as well. Um, Steph, what do you make of the two title matches for Christian and Omega? The only thing I will say is, you know, it's plausible he could win the Impact one. It would, it would kind of. I don't know if the mystique of the belt collector should be ruined yet, but still, it's very interesting. It is interesting. So, firstly, the belt collector has an opportunity this weekend to lose his first belt, his AAA belts on the line. Uh, so that's interesting um, to, that that's happening. And then he'll be immediately putting his impact title on the line. Um, I felt really sorry for Christian. Uh, I've definitely not been a fan of Christian in AEW, but he got the CM Punk chant. And I thought it was funny because it was the first time in AEW that we've seen like a reactionary CM Punk chant where this felt like yeah. they were chatting CM Punk because they weren't happy with what they heard, that Christian's the number one contender. I think that Christian's a totally flat number one contender. He's, um, I know Tony Khan's a big fan of him. I know you're a big fan of him, but he's he is not hit with the crowd at all. Like, he's, he's not. So he's a bit of a, a nothing challenger uh, for the AEW championship. I don't think anyone believes that Christian can win. However, I do wonder if maybe he can win the impact title. And also I can't really imagine them doing like repeating a match like that. So he's going to, you know, that the all out match is going to be Kenny and Christian too. Cause they're not really a company that repeats matches. So it's very weird to do that weeks apart. So I'm wondering, does Christian win the impact title? And then we get some kind of swerve where that's not the All Out main event, or does he not win it? And then he gets beaten down so much that he can't possibly challenge at All Out. Like something, because it's just, it's really strange. Like, wh- why would you book the same weak challenger twice? And he, he is a weak challenger mm. in that way. We've been given no reason to believe that Christian could beat Kenny Omega. Um, because he has the history with Impact, I could see him being the Impact champion. I think if Kenny loses the AAA title, then he'll also lose the impact title and if that stuff yeah. happens that makes me more certain that that AEW title is going on to cm punk so that kenny can lose the other belts before he loses the AEW one so it's it's interesting i'm left with more questions and answers from this announcement yeah i think you are onto something there um as far as like where omega and his direction goes like the belt collector thing you know the gimmick has has died down a bit i guess he's been more ingrained in the elite and they're doing their thing rather than him you know being this dominant all-seeking challenge um i mean christian's work in aw has been good like i've enjoyed his matches but you're right like i mean who who what's his biggest win like frankie gazarian was one of his like first ones um Man, I would many. have rather seen them run with that Elite Hunter storyline. And if you need Kenny to not be the main event on your pay-per-view, 
um, have Frankie Kazarian as his opponent because they had, I think, a better backstory. And I love the Elite Hunter stuff, but it has mm. been like there's there's background storytelling and then there's like so far in the background into the darkness that you can't even see it storytelling. <laughs> and that's what the Frankie Kazarian Elite Hunter became, unfortunately. I would have rather have seen him like just heated up more to be the the kind of like weaker challenger for Omega at the pay-per-view if our main event's going to be a CM Punk match or something. But the belt collector game yeah. is really good, but it has suffered from the fact that he hasn't had big contenders for the AEW championship. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I mean, people, f- well, no one forgets, but the triple threat at, was it double or nothing that Kenny Omega yeah. had? So what was that? Orange Cassidy and Pack. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, it was a great match. And in the match, they made you think, oh, you know, maybe just because the action was so good. Um, But really, nobody expected Kenny to lose that match. And that kind of suffers from that as well. Like, and and I think this is the same. I trust Christian to give me a good match with Kenny Omega. Sure. But the fact that you can telegraph the outcome just makes it a little bit, mm, but, you know, anyway, let's move forward with this uh, Dynamite review. There's a couple of uh, kind of pre-tapes for want of a better term, that I want to get into. Uh, Malachi Black suggested uh, Cody Rhodes was the villain in the story and not him, which I don't think he has to convince the fans of much. So there you go. That's that's an interesting one. But, you know, it's still, it was Shit, a cool... Shit, Alex. Shit. <laughs> Just calling it how I see it. Um, and then, of course, we had Miro as well, saying that he's going to... Well, it's, it's, <laughs> he's going to defend his title against uh, Fuego Del Sol. I mean, he's going to kill him. Essentially, it's going to be a murder, uh, nonetheless. So you have that to look forward to. Um, before I get to Darby Allen and uh, Daniel Garcia, there was another kind of pre-tape that I wanted to get into, but I can't remember it now. So I'll have to come back and figure that out. Um, I'm sure I will as the show goes on. But anyway, Darby Allen, Daniel Garcia, I, I'll be fully transparent. I really didn't know much about Daniel Garcia till the past couple of weeks at all. Yeah, um, no. And man, have I been impressed with the way that he—he's just very technically proficient, right? Like when it, when, it, when he spoke, you know, they did the whole thing with 2.0 and they challenged to the six and you know whatever. Like I didn't—he didn't scream charisma at me. But when I watch him work, that's when I like the guy. That's when I start going, yeah. okay, uh, I can see what you're doing here. And I thought he meshed very well with Darby Allen. Yeah, I thought he was great. What uh, an amazing like weekend a bit he's had. He had an hour-long match the weekend, which is crazy. But he's, he's really good, and he's very unique for his age for being that technical. Uh, rather than being, you know, more like flashy, high-flying everywhere. He's got such technical sensibilities. So, yeah, I thought he was fantastic. And, gosh, 2.0 have landed on their feet after their time on NXT, really. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, The pre-tapes I did want to touch on, sorry, I've just remembered. Uh, So, Death Triangle Mm -hmm. basically had something to say. Well, only Pac we could understand. But... Uh, Pac basically said to Andrade, if you want to go, you know where to find me. And I'm instantly thinking like, whoa, Pac and Andrade. Shit, I want to watch that. That's going to be great. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be all out or 
one of the shows leading up. But Jesus, that sounds good to me. Um, a, that's a great match. B, where is this going, Steph? Well, firstly, Alex, Pac actually said, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, which I took as a nod yeah, to Spice Girl Mel C at the Brit Awards who called out Liam Gallagher with the same line. Of course. Uh, so obviously he was paying tribute there to his favorite Spice Girl. Um, I think Pac and Andrade is going to be really good, but it it this, this storyline I don't think is working so far. Like I still don't think Andrade's working. I don't think he's found his place. I'm not sure that Chavo has helped that much. We need to see him more in the ring rather than these backstage segments. Um, but I think him and Pac will have a great match, but this is really going to be his kind of sink or swim moment because he hasn't made an impact, even on the same level as a, of Malachi Black has, two guys in the same situation of um, feeling like underutilized by WWE and fans feeling that as well. If you look at how they've both been since arriving in AEW, Malachi Black's really the one that we're all talking about and Andrade's the one where his introduction was a bit strange. And it's all just, it's just all not clicked at all yet. And what, and even his first match didn't really like set the world alight either. It was just kind of there. So this is the moment that he, he's going to need to step, step up. Yeah, I, I, I was very vocal about that. I hated the way he debuted. Um, and I didn't yeah. like the Vicky Guerrero pairing either. And they've kind yeah. of just been working their way back since then. Uh, <laughs> the whole premise of this story is that he wanted to he wanted them to work for him. And he's yeah. been messing with their travel for weeks on end. Uh, it's not the greatest writing I've seen from AEW, I'm not going to lie. But uh, I am intrigued to see where it goes. And... Above all else, I know Pac and Andrade with any kind of time on a pay-per-view, that is going to bang. Like, it's going to be great. I know it will. Um, so I'm going to give it a chance. That's my answer there. Uh, yeah. Another pre-tape we saw was the Young Bucks basically talking their stuff that they always talk. Um, and it's as easy as a layup until Luchasaurus turned up and said, block. Uh, and that was their way of carrying on Jungle Express and Young Bucks. Although I did find it very funny that uh, Nick Jackson was like, "That was a foul." Brandon Cutler was like, "No, it was it was all ball." Shut up, shut up, Brandon. Uh, I do enjoy Brandon Cutler in his stupid little young boy role. Um, anyway, moving forward with Dynamite, uh, we had best friends taking on Hardy Family Office. When I say best friends, I'm including Wheeler Utah in that best friends. Mm -hmm. Con conglomerate uh the outcome here was a hardy victory um thought the action was fairly good to be fair uh, i still enjoy orange cassidy with a crowd it was very enjoyable um it was what it was for me it you know it was decent that's what i would call it yeah it was what it was uh, i think wheeler yuda it impresses but hardy family office absolutely the worst faction in aw <laughs> they're real like bring they they just bring everything 
down and there's so many of them and and that's their gimmick that is it's Matt Hardy has convinced a load of people to work for him and that's really the story of the Hardy family office you know the other factions we can explain their bond uh but this is a, a bond of people that have you know agreed to work for Matt Hardy and give Matt Hardy some of their money so I do just feel the Hardy family office drags everything down the best friends have so much personality and so much charisma that to put them in there with that storyline is just not fair on Orange Cassidy at all. It's so funny because Private Party were like red hot at one point. They were it feels so like a good because their gimmick was that they were Private Party, these young guys who were amazing in the ring and then went to exclusive parties. But then at some point, they were just like, oh, let's hang out with this older guy and <laughs> stop being fun. Give, give him our money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, they they were really hot at one point. Like, um, and yeah. it just feels, and I, I know I'm all, I, I'm someone who, I don't have a problem with the stable thing in AEW at all. You know, if people really? were like, oh, there's too many. I don't. Um, but it doesn't mean that every single one of them works either. And I'm not sure that this one is working. Um, it's just it's I don't know who is I don't, I don't know who's who is benefiting, right? Like that's that's the main point here. I'm not sure where it's, it's going or who it's who it helps. Um, and that makes me sad because I like Matt Hardy, but I don't know what he's touched that's gone well recently. It's hard to because because really that's Christian's biggest win, and yes, if that gets that you a title shot. Not going great. Um, but there you go. Anyway, let's keep it moving on Dynamite because I was very happy with the next outcome. I was certain that the unbeaten Chris Statlander was going to lose to Nyla Rose. Almost certain. Yes. Right? Like, I just thought, ah, oh, you know, Nyla Rose. Because Nyla Rose doesn't lose that often. I think she's only got, like, three losses before this and all in, like, maybe title situations. So, um, I, do, I, didn't, I didn't think they would have her lose clean. But it was as clean as a whistle. Chris Statlander beat her. She's like 18 and 0 now, I think, Chris Statlander. I might be wrong. She's definitely unbeaten, though. Um, and it seems like they're priming her for a title shot in the coming months. Um, Steph, what did you make of it? Yeah, I thought this was really good. One of Nyla Rose's better matches. I think with Nyla, she is good, but she lacks chemistry with some people. And I think one of those people is unfortunately Brit that she kind mm. of lacks in ring chemistry with. Um, much better adding here. Uh, Chris Statlander is great. As, since she's come back, she's just been awesome. I think she should be Brit's challenger for All Out. It will be good to see Brit up against a, a strong baby face, someone that the fans really, really like. Uh, I know she's going up against Red Velvet, who is a baby face, but I don't think we know or have connected to Red Velvet enough for it to sway anyone to cheer for her, especially not in Pittsburgh. But Chris Statlander, given <laughs> at the pay-per-view, like you bring Chris Statlander out, she's friends with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy can come out with her um, because Britt has Rebel and perhaps someone else by that point. Then, yeah, I think Chris is a great opponent for Britt. Yeah, I, I think um, that as a viable challenger, she's popular by association with best friends, but her in-ring yeah. work, has been good. I was a fan of Chris Lander before the ACL issue, so I'm glad to see her back. 
and performing well. Um, definitely somebody that AEW have utilized well, in my opinion. So very, very happy to see her get the clean victory. Uh, I liked it. I liked it very much. Next up, speaking of the ladies, was Britt Baker and Jesus. That was a reception if I've ever heard one. Uh, it was just an awesome visual as well. You know, like the uh, the golden black and just everyone waving the scarves and everything. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even think it was Brit's like best promo or anything. Um, like she's had more cutting ones, but she didn't really have to do anything amazing, right? Because the atmosphere was yeah. was pretty much the whole thing. Um, I thought it was great. And if you did, <laughs> poor Red Velvet, like sent, sent out there to attack her at the end. And everyone's just like, boo, like yeah. nobody wanted to see that. You're like, oh no, like the hot face coming to get some, you know, no, did not work. Well, yeah. I, I guess it did work because the fans were on Britt Baker's side, but traditionally it didn't work anyway. Yeah, I had thought before, and I'll admit when I'm wrong, that Britt needed to go against a stronger face in Pittsburgh. But having seen what happened to poor Red Velvet, I think if you had put a Chris Statlander, for example, out there, it would have actually harmed her to see her get a negative reaction. Um, yeah. Someone more established. Britt's promo I thought was really good because she said some things that were kind of snarky, but she didn't turn heel on her own audience. You know, she said yeah. like she, like you need a sports win and that's me, this kind of thing. But she didn't, you know, absolutely bury anyone outright. And I think like the main, what everyone's talking about from this is just the fact that she was allowed to have this in her hometown and she's going to get it again on Friday. And it's so not what WWE would do. And I think that's kind of, the, the lesson learned from a lot of viewers here of what it's like to see a, a baby face celebrated in their own hometown and also how AEW does allow you to properly know what city you're in and make things different. So we know now that Pittsburgh is Britt Baker's city and that's not mm. something you get on Raw where it is just like the same show every week as far as they just literally move the set there and everyone is treated the same even if you're in your hometown or not yeah well unless you're jim ross in oklahoma and you you'd get beaten <laughs> up in your wwe days um but yeah i think it's cool that like you know that's her hotbed the same way punk's got yeah. chicago and you know like, i think that's very cool to, to have that i mean it adds more significance when she's there and what they can do um i i mm -hmm. thought it was it was a a, a, a a victory is what i would call that very good um Moving along, we had the Good Brothers uh, defeat Evil Uno and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order for the Impact Tag Titles. Uh, again, I, I thought it was decent. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was a pretty hot start. It was not overly memorable because it wasn't overly long. Um, but, again, you know, the, the action was decent. The finish was cool with the Magic Killer and whatnot. Um, it did its job. Yeah, I thought it was unfortunately forgettable. You know, it was fine, but it's not something that I even particularly remember from the show, which is yeah. sad because I, I really love all the guys involved here, but it just, yeah, it wasn't hot. No, it wasn't. Um, like I said, I mean, apart, uh, I couldn't really tell you much of what happened other than the magic killer at the end, so that tells you all <laughs> you need to know. Uh, your best yeah. friend Cutie Marshall was out next and yes! delivering diamond... <laughs> Diamond cutters to Tony Schiavone's kid. Um, he just dragged him out from ringside, even though his kid sat at ringside. So there you go. Um, but either way, he brought him in. He was offended, QT. 
QT did not accept the apologies of Tony under duress. Um, and then, a nice kind of way, I guess, to nod to the Rampage commentary team, uh, Paul White made his way down to the ring and said, no. Um, of course, they promptly fed him Aaron Solo, and he chokeslammed the hell out of him. Um, mission accomplished there, I guess. It was a nice introduction for Paul White in front of fans. Um, I, I, I richly enjoyed Taz on Twitter say, you know, someone said, oh, if someone was beating up Excalibur, would you help him? He said, no. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, again, like for what, it, what, for what the segment was, I thought Paul White got a nice pop and it was all right. Firstly, like the amount of heat QT can generate is incredible. That's something I learned online this week. Like he has made people buy into that character so much. Um, this, I I hate the bring out someone's yeah. son and beat them up. Even if they're a full-blown <laughs> man, it makes me really sad. It makes me proper, like, heartbroken that this is happening because I think it's embarrassing and just wrong. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> one of those things in wrestling I hate, like, dragging someone's son out to beat them up in front of their father, especially when the dad's Tony Schiavone that's like, no, I'm sorry. And his poor, like, fully grown kid, though, let me say, it wasn't like a 12-year-old. It's a fully grown yeah. man. You know, <laughs> like, imagine, man. Like, he was a man. Imagine, yeah. I know, but imagine someone just beat you up in front of your dad. Like, it'd be so embarrassing. It'd just be I don't know. I, I that is not a wrestling angle that I enjoy at all. Um, I didn't even enjoy it when they went after a Gage Goldberg. <laughs> even, but anyway, um, I did think that it was great that Big Show came out to save um if it's to save Tony Schiavone and his person. I thought that was really nice. Um, they do have a lovely relationship in Dark and Big Show's just so friendly. So I, I just had a lot of feels in this segment. Uh, I don't think anyone's hot for a big show versus QT match though. Uh, but yeah, it was something I never expected to see. Tony Schiavone's son who's apparently training to be a wrestler while um being dragged out of his seat to be assaulted by QT and his guy. QT, Marshall and Paul White, this feud, we didn't know we needed. Did we need it? Uh, either way, uh, you know, Paul White oh well. Can, uh, maybe Paul White can team up with Shaq against Q, uh, QT and a partner of his choice with the reason being that QT lied to Shaq over the, the table bump. There you go. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how it all happens. Shaq versus Big Show. Oh, my word. Uh, moving along from that breakaway segment, uh, I don't think we need to dive into that anymore. Um, listen, the fourth labor of Jericho was Chris Jericho and Wardlow. Now, um, I knew Jericho was going to win just because you know you're going to get Jericho MJF. But, like, I still found myself a little disappointed. A little bit. Like, I just didn't want to see, you know, I, I maybe Wardlow could have beat him and then Jericho had to, like, put his career on the line to face MJF or, you know, they, they could have got to it a, a different way, maybe. Um, but, you know, all things told, I guess you want to keep Jericho strong. It doesn't hurt Wardlow to lose to a legend like Jericho. What did you make of uh, how it went down, Steph? 
Um, I mean, I think they protected him pretty well, Wardlow, in the loss because it was he did hit big moves and he didn't cover Jericho. Instead, MJF was telling him to like beat him up more, which I think worked. Jericho did hit him with the bat at the end, but this is another storyline that now we've got to this point. I'm kind of just totally confused by. Um, I'm just confused about why they're having the match next week. What's going to lead further to that? Uh, f- like further on from that, I really hope this is Wardlow turning on MJF very soon. Um, maybe you know even next week to lead into them having the feud. But I think that mm. the match, the match, I enjoyed the match, but I was always going to enjoy the match because I had really wanted this match to happen. Um, I think it would have been better if yeah. it hadn't have happened after three prior matches. Um, every week that Jericho went through and now that we've got to this point I'm also confused about the order of these matches because now I do think maybe Nick Gage should have been last like the way they built through them I just I don't know I, I enjoyed the match though I was glad to see them together and I think that Wardlow he's fine even though he lost he he lost in a in a very protective way Yeah, I, I I don't see any harm done. I and mean, we like you said, we knew the destination was MJF Jericho. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and I I wonder who's going to win that all out because if it's Jericho, you know MJF's already two zip up. So it you know so does Jericho go two one and then it's best of five. Like, I don't know how long this is going to go on. I really don't. Um, but. Either way, uh, I, I hope that there's more for this coming out for Wardlow because he's kind of obviously been a background player for the past six weeks, maybe. You know, he hasn't really been doing anything, right? Like, it, when I saw Jake Hager, I was like, oh, shit, Jake Hager. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while um, on Dynamite, that is. So, um, you know, I, I guess I, I just want to see more develop from here and, um, I don't know. Maybe you close. I don't think a Jericho win closes the chapter all out. So what do you do? And after he's gone through all these labors, yeah. probably should get the win. It's just a, it's a difficult yeah. one. I mean, he, sh- he can lose because he has gone through all the labors because he'd be so beaten down. But then yeah. what do we get after that? Like, where does he go off afterwards? I'm just really, it's unsure. Uh, it's it's confusing. And the final stipulation with the no Judas, you know, it's like what MJF did with uh, Moxley when he banned the, the paradigm shift. Moxley, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's like that heavy a stipulation as well. Like the no Judas music is kind of fun because to see what the crowd will do. But yeah, I, I don't think this one is like turned out the way. I thought it would initially. Yeah. Over, I mean, overall, another solid dynamite. I hope the number obviously is north of a million. We'll find out soon so they can keep that momentum going. Uh, let's end the show with an ultra chat. We've got one from Tyler Woodward who says, uh, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. That is my official call out to SB3 for the quiz battle. My word. Um, where are you where? Where and when are you doing this quiz battle uh, <laughs> that we're hearing about? Um, okay. Uh, and I also see that Adam Pearson 
is going to be chatting to you on your channel. That sounds good. Good luck with that, Tyler Woodward. Anybody wants to check out, I'm sure Adam Pearson will uh, promote as well on his Twitter. Uh, Steph, any closing thoughts heading into All Out? The card is sort of starting to take shape. Who do you think is going to face the Bucks? Like, do you think Punk wrestles? Does Adam Cole wrestle? Put it out on the line there. I don't think the card's really taking shape at all, to be honest. I think Pac um, and Andrade. Wow, Andrade and Pac, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's it. I I just don't feel that we can predict because we're in this crazy time and we don't, like, ask me after next Friday, I think is it because the page stuff, we don't know. We don't know what's going to go on with Kenny because he has his other two belts, a defense of them coming up. I'm not even sure I'd say that Kenny and Christians for certain, even though they've announced it. Um, the Bucks, I still think it's going to be Hangman and a mystery partner. That could be anyone because we don't know if Adam Cole's coming at so. all. So we don't know when Daniel Bryan's coming. We know at least when CM Punk's coming, but we don't know what he's going to do. We don't really know if he's going to challenge Darby or if that was a red herring and he'll actually challenge Omega. There's so much we don't know. I really don't know what's going on with Jericho and MJF. I thought that was an all-out match as well. Uh, I think it'd be easier for me to list off matches I thought were all-out matches <laughs> you know, that, that aren't actually happening than to talk about what might be. So, yeah, I mean, excited for Pac and Andrade. But after that, I think after next Friday, we can talk about this better. But right now, it's just, it's exciting. But it's all very up in the air. And we're so close to the pay-per-view as well, really, that it's madness. What if Punk decides to be Hangman's friend? And then he turns on Hangman all out, and he's a big heel. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And Hangman pays... (laughs) Has a great story to get back to the title. I don't know. I'm just riffing now. But the possibilities are endless, Steph. Um, thank you so much once again for your wonderful insight as usual. Miss Dynamite Lady Rampage. Uh, quick one once again. For anyone who's tuning in, because we have more people now than at the beginning of the show, what can they see on your channel and what have you got planned? Because uh, are you doing like a special week? for all out? I know you like doing your pay-per-view yeah, shows. Yeah, I will be I will be doing them. Um, uh a special week for All Out, um, which I'll kind of announce sooner to the date. Um, yeah, you can catch me at 6 p.m. on Friday for AW Weekly, where we'll talk about Dynamite and Preview Rampage. And go check out the Selena and the QT interview. Awesome stuff. Make your way over there, guys. Uh, and, of course, there's going to be a lot of exciting going on on Steph's channel next week. But she'll also be here next thursday ahead of the well, just one day ahead of cm punk debut damn it uh i'll be back tomorrow with a special guest co-host that i will reveal on twitter shortly um and of course i'll be back as well with sb3 with satini angi satini angi will also be with sb3 on monday because we are a five show a week now apparently so there you have it wrestling dailies everywhere uh everybody have a good night i will see you tomorrow thank you for watching Wrestling Daily. Bye-bye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.